Hello friends, I am so glad that you are joining me today. Today, I have a strange and unusual question for you. Well, like I don't ever have that, right? But do you know what a planer does? Okay, so let me give you just a little bit more information. Do you know what a planer that's used for woodworking does? Funny thing is when I asked my husband for a description or a definition of this because he's a woodworker, he looked at me in all seriousness and said, are you talking about me on your website again? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes certain people are just too funny to not talk about. <laughs> Actually, what I asked him was for specific information about the planer, right? I already had a general idea. And the reason I had a general idea is because him and I actually planed our own hardwood floors at our other house. So I had an idea anyway. But if you don't know, let me tell you, a planer is used to trim away the uneven parts of wood. It can also be used to smooth wood out. So literally it makes this irregular portions of the wood line up with the rest of the board. In my personal opinion, it's a very slow process. But I guess if you were having to sand it all by hand, then a planer is a very quick way to work out the rough spots. Well, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm really not talking about planers today. And if you haven't figured it out already from listening to my other podcasts or reading my blogs, I'm an image-based person. So that means I see the intangible, intangible ways or intangible form. I guess it's similar, or you might liken it to the way that Jesus uses parables. But I'm not alone in this. Lots of people use this, so I hope you relate to it. And I've used the idea of a planer to talk about us incredible human beings and our ongoing need for trimming. Wait, wait, don't turn it off yet. (laughs) I promise I'm not going to talk about your sin. Well, not yours specifically and not mine specifically. Not your personal, right? But I'm going to talk about why we need to trim or be trimmed and the process in which that happens. Think of it this way. Do you have that one thing that's a constant nag in your life? You try and you try to not do one thing, one particular thing just keeps coming back around and around. And when you end up doing it, even though you're urged internally not to, when you end up doing it, It feels wrong. Or when you do it, you're feeling left, you're left feeling yucky or empty because it runs counter to who you are. You might even know that it runs counter to God's word. But regardless of how hard you try 
or you avoid it, you're really completely powerless against it. And that's a rough place to be sometimes because we want to control so many things in our lives and we want to have um, things under looking for a different word than control here, but we want to have things subjected to us, right? So it's a difficult place when we know there's something and we can't actually grasp it enough to keep it in its proper place if there's a proper place. Then there's some things that don't bother us, but after we do them, we know that they probably weren't the healthiest or the best decisions for us. But I have an answer for you. It's just one answer. Because I think there's a lot that go into this piece. But this is the first conversation we're having about this. So I think, in my personal opinion, it's a lot like a wood planer. Let me begin with why I think you can't get past it. First of all, you're human. So let me tell you all of the great things about being human. Okay, well, they're not all of the great things, but just a little piece of it. You're human and you have immeasurable power. I promise you that whether or not you make use of it or you even claim it, I promise you that Jesus says you have it. And if you use that power for him, it really does get near impossible to measure. And you're thinking, I'm a lunatic right now. There's so many things you can't do. But listen to this, because really and truly, I believe as humans, we have this immeasurable power. Just think about what you are able to do on your own. Take that half a second. Did you think of anything in there? Well, let me give you some suggestions. As a human, we have this insane amount of strength to give birth to other humans. That's not an easy task. Ask someone you know who's experienced it if you haven't witnessed it or experienced it yourself. Think about it. It takes an immeasurable amount of strength to give birth to something. This is not an easy thing. We can train and manipulate creation to meet specific purposes and needs of ours. So you're going, okay, like, what are you talking about? Think of agriculture. We can train things to grow, manipulate things to grow. That is control over creation to meet a specific need of ours. But that's just an easy concept. And I'm not saying agriculture or growing is easy. What I'm saying is that's just an easy thing to picture, right? There are so many other aspects of creation 
that we control. Think of NASA. Think of space travel. We're, we, we really, yeah, not getting together. We have an immeasurable amount of control over creation. Here's a really interesting thought. We can impose our beliefs or our actions on others. We can impose our beliefs or actions on others. And I'm suggesting to you, this is strength. We can do this in such a way that it influences them to change their minds. So we have the ability to alter other people's mindsets. Okay. If you have ever done that in a healthy way, if you have ever done that, that is real power. Now, those are all the great pieces and places. But remember, I started this talking about why I think that it's difficult for us to do. That's because, again, you are human, which means you don't have enough power to do certain things. This is an important topic for me. In my work as a spiritual mentor, I combine, I combine several different styles and it's that in itself is unique to the work that I do. But for me, I think there's great value in, in this. It's because I think that we, and maybe this is my chaplaincy coming into play here, but I think that we're not just this spiritual creation. And so I don't get stuck just in that piece. In fact, I use bits and pieces from psychology and from pastoral counseling and spiritual direction. And so when I talk about transforming thoughts or actions, the idea that I combine all these different pieces is key because I think they all bring in a different element that is very important. So there's this process in psychology that in a very basic description, it's used to teach the brain to reshape its thought patterns. And I am a firm believer that it works. Let me give you an example. Say you have experienced some traumatic event in your life. And in that moment and for every moment that follows after that, let's say you react by crying or panicking that can that reaction could be multiple things but again I'm just using this very basic idea here to explain this and so this could cause you this memory of this event could cause you to react by crying or panicking and through this psychological process of rethinking you can teach yourself how to respond differently And the idea is typically to respond differently in a healthier way. Again, please know that I'm just sharing this idea with you and not going into into any of the details. So what I'm sharing is very elementary. But it does help to describe this form of therapy. And there is success in this style of care. But in my experience... It is limited 
in what it is capable of doing. And it's limited mostly because we're human. And while I think, and I have just shared with you ways in which we're incredibly strong in the physical and the mental and spiritual control, we're also still very limited in those aspects. And so, like I said, for me, I combine all of these different techniques because I believe that in this process of planning, going back to the woodworking imagery there, it compares to the process of pruning or of training for the race or for, well, just about any means that takes place to make us closer to the image of God, which I believe we're originally intended to be. And if you ever have woodworked, done any woodworking, and you have used a planer, then you understand that planing needs a master to adjust the cutter heads to continually and permanently, 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 I want you to hear that word. <laughs> a planer needs a master controller to adjust the cutter heads to continually and permanently remove the irregular places. And so if we teach ourselves to rethink in healthy weights, but if we exclude the master planer, and in that is, in my opinion, God, then there's a high probability that because we're humans and not a piece of wood, that we're not going to get all of the rough spots trimmed away, or that that thing that we keep trying to remove from our lives will continue to pop back up again and again. So by combining our natural born or God-given abilities with this piece of confession and surrender to God, we increase our chances of turning our unhealthy or sinful actions and thoughts into productive and positive places in our lives. This idea goes back to the podcast in which I shared about our inane ability to adjust the beauty and truth that the mirror tells us. When we glimpse into it, it is skewed with the negative and ugly. Let me just kind of reiterate that there. So this idea of transforming our thoughts and not getting into this today, but scripture talks about it as this renewing of the man, um, this renewal that takes place in Christ. But I'm talking about this in a more general sense today. And so that's why I didn't name any of our personal sins, right? Uh, But it is this process in which we just lay things down before God in order for it to become this positive in our life. And like I'm saying to you, this when we glimpse ourselves in the mirror, we see the ugly and the skewed beliefs that we have in our mind rather than what the image actually tells us. 
some of us, in fact, in all reality, I would really say most of us live with these ugly and negative beliefs rummaging around inside of us. And when life goes a little haywire, okay, some of us have better control and we can go for longer than little, but when life goes haywire, we naturally go to that safe place. And in a lot of ways, that safe place is the wrong place. Our thoughts are formed in the negative more than not. And those lead us to unhealthy behaviors. But when we use our skills and our faith in God, our human skills, right? When we use the things that we learn in in that piece of psychological, the logic, right? When we use those skills that we are taught and we learn and we combine that with our faith in God, then we see these things shift into a good, but not only a good, but a permanent place. Can you imagine what it must feel like to get rid of some of the ugly that holds you down or that makes you feel less than you are? I can personally tell you it feels incredible. It's truly life-changing. And I can tell you that personally because I've walked through this journey before. I understand if you're listening to this podcast today and that's an issue you're dealing with, then I understand that because I've been there. I have walked through that difficult journey of taking the ugly off piece by piece and letting yourself feel more like the person that you're created to be. So if you're in that place, trust me when I say to you, it's truly life-changing and it's truly possible. For me, this idea that we're left with about this change is that it's what the Bible tells us Again, like what I was saying, that we're made new in Christ. And if you picture what new is, think of buying something brand new. It's clean. It's it's fresh, pure, untainted, right? whatever that thing is. And when Christ washes us with this transforming power, that's who we become again. But for most of us, it's a process. So cut yourself some slack. It's going to take a little bit more than a day to fix it. It takes time. It takes patience. And above all, I believe it takes trust in God. A piece of wood can take hundreds of passes. Okay, I don't know about hundreds. I've never had to do it for a hundred on a piece of wood but it literally takes a lot of passes and innumerable, if that's the way to say that word, it's an innumerable amount of passes to make it smooth and flawless. If you are interested in learning more about this process and how it works, 
uh, or even in interest in doing a spiritual retreat, please reach out to me. You can find me at monicaswink.com. If you didn't access this podcast through my website, then you'll, when you go to that location, you'll find that there's a link to email me on the homepage. So again, um, head over to monicaswank.com. Not only are you going to find my email link, but you're going to find some different resources and information there that could be beneficial for you as well. So as always, my friends, blessings, and thank you for allowing me to take this journey with you. Have an awesome day.